This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, this is Megan Rapino, and I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Hey there. We at Blue Wire wanted to thank you for your continued support of this podcast. With over 90 podcasts across our network, we are committed to bringing you great content to fill that sport-shaped hole in your heart. To find more Blue Wire pods, search for us on iTunes or check out bluewirepods.com. And remember, one day sports will return and it will be glorious. Thanks for listening. On to the show. Blue Wire. Kawhi Leonard is going to join the Clippers. Kawhi turns the corner for the win. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Clip and Roll. I am your host, Justin Russo. I'm your other host, the professional nut-cutting time, Farbad Esnashari from Sports Illustrated. This podcast is being brought to you by Bet Online and Blue Chew. Today, Farbad and I are going to be discussing something near and dear to our hearts, which is, Farbad, when the hell is the season going to start again? Oh, I thought we were going to talk about Cinnabon. My bad. Um, Do you actually like Cinnabon? Are you kidding me? Is no, this a, is this a joke? Do you actually? I, I'm gonna is be honest with you. Is blue? Actually, no, it is not. Then I love Cinnabon. Okay, I only tweet at them every single day. <laughs> I actually started tweeting at them every single day, saying "I love you." Now they follow me on Twitter. This is a sad world we live in when you <laughs> getting followed by Cinnabon is seen as a highlight for you dude i love cinnabon next i'm gonna just find the company that makes churros and i'm gonna tweet i love you every day i do not know the last time i had cinnabon i think it's honestly been probably 10 years at least try it you'll get you'll get hooked i can't try it now not with that attitude well, sure I, don't know where, I don't know i don't know where the closest one is i'm sure if you wanted cinnabon as much as you wanted the season to come back you could have it all right so speaking of the season coming back on friday last friday the nba pa which is the nba players association held a call with nba players that included an update from the league office and commissioner adam silver some of the out like uh sham sharania on the athletic gave a detailed outline over what the call detailed according to quote multiple sources. Here are just some of the key bullet points. If the season resumes, no fans are expected 
And that could be the case as long as there is no vaccine. Farbot, that's not shocking. No, I, I don't think fans are coming back till like mid-2021, at least in LA. At the earliest, I would say. If But if there is a vaccine, like they'll come back ASAP. Yeah. Uh, the reason fans are important in this whole uh, dichotomy is 40% of the league's revenue comes from fans, ticket sales, merchandise purchases in arena, concessions, stuff like that. 40% of the league's revenue is effectively nixed right off the top, axed, kaput, whatever you want to say. It's gone if fans aren't allowed inside the arena, which as a byproduct is a dastardly byproduct at that. It impacts the cap, uh, the salary cap going into next season. And that is something to watch with the NBA. And that seems, you know, as, as it pertains to the Los Angeles Clippers, that impacts Montrez Harrell, what he's able to make on the free market. It impacts uh, Marcus Morris Sr., what he's able to make on the free market. It likely impacts Jermichael Green and what he's able to make on the free market. These have ramifications, not only just to the NBA, but also to the Los Angeles Clippers themselves. The whole time you were talking, I was thinking, I wonder what it would be like if I spent 40% of my revenue on Cinnabon and how good of an investment that would be. You'd be dead. <laughs> be a good your, way to die. Your arteries <laughs> wouldn't be able to handle that. <laughs> but yeah, it really, I think it's funny. I almost liken it to, almost kind of liken it to the way wrestling is right now where you know, just three months ago, it was the greatest time to be a wrestler where guys were just getting contracts that were bigger than they've ever gotten in their entire life. And now everyone's just losing millions and millions of dollars because there's no fans at the gate. So, you know, guys like Trez and the and the wrestlers who are trying to sign deals now, like those are those are all the people that are going to have, the I think, the hardest time. Yeah, because now you're competing not only against the market and against other people you're competing against a salary cap in the NBA that is greatly diminished going into next season. But as far as this season goes, according to Sham Sharania, a decision on the season can go into June. Adrian Wojnarowski on ESPN on Monday. Last names, man. Uh, am I nailing them though? Yeah. I mean, now I'm kind of curious if you could say my last name. That's Nashari. Okay. You you're fine. You you you're in the club. You made. Did the I did I pass the test? Yeah, you can come in the club. Everybody <laughs> okay. else has to stay in the door. Uh, decision on the season can go into June. Adrian Wojnarowski on ESPN on Monday evening stated that Adam Silver and the NBA are prepared to go into June without making a uh, divisive and decisive decision, because to be honest, you cannot play this by making a decision now. And then in two weeks, you have to close doors again because you made it too soon. It's better to kick the can down the road and have to adjust to a timeline down the down the line than it is to set a timeline now and not be able to adhere to it. You, you, like, you know what I mean? Am I, am I wrong on that? No, it's, it's definitely... You just don't want to get people's hopes up and then mess with it even more. I think if you're going to pick a date, you got to pick a solid date. And that, you know... I've been hearing my own dates, which, but like, I'm sure other people have. And I think those dates are kind of out the window now because now we're getting towards May and it doesn't seem like the training camps have started or anything like that. So that's why no one's publicly saying anything. According to Sham Sharania, Adam Silver, quote, admitted the NBA, and this is the direct Silver quote, quote, couldn't start now even if we wanted to. 
I agree with that. You couldn't. You couldn't host a game right now if your life depended on it. It just would not fly based on the situation and the surrounding areas and the people that have to get into the games and anything like that. And that is the problem for the NBA. If you can't start a game now, obviously you have to to look towards June. You know, we're basically three weeks from May being over and being into June. I'll tell you what, Florida would find a way, though. (laughs) We're not going to talk about Florida, okay? We are just absolutely not. I'm never discussing the state of Florida on this podcast. You know what what actually was interesting was, did you see Jared Dudley's tweet yesterday? Unfortunately. We said one more month to go. Yeah. So that kind of hinted like he may know something about the season coming back in June. I don't think, okay, I don't think he meant the season's coming back in June if I were to read too much into it, I would read it as another month until a decision is made. I don't know. He kind of seemed like he was trying to leak something. It was a very leaky sounding tweet. And if there ever was a guy who probably wouldn't keep his mouth shut that had the information, probably is him. Cause you know, he's got LeBron with him. So he probably has some legit information from clutch sports. And this is the guy that talks smack every single game, despite never playing. So you you definitely know this guy can't keep his mouth shut on Twitter. So I feel like he probably has some information. Jared Dudley is the, probably one of the three least people I actually want to hear from on anything. Who's one and two? Mm, I, I, I honestly don't know. I just would place him in the bottom three. He might just be number one. What about Kendrick Perkins? Uh, he'd be in the bottom five. Trying to think of another one. What about the, Nick Wright? I was going to say Nick Wright would be in my bottom three. I did. See, I did see a funny tweet that made me laugh where they said if 2020 was a person and it was a picture of Nick Wright. I saw that. That was good. Um, <laughs> basically, what Adam Silver also said, Adam Silver told players it is safer in one or two locations, such as Orlando or Las Vegas, than it would be to fly around to cities and facilities. Of course, that makes sense. Also, and I know I just swore I wouldn't talk about Florida. Please don't bring up Florida when it comes to a a likely destination to hold any of these things. They suck. And with that... Whoa, whoa, whoa. We might have to edit that part out. No. We don't... You know the Bugs Bunny gif of of him sawing off Florida? Yes. That applies. (laughs) Uh, The NBA... Hold on. (laughs) If they do resume in Florida and I have to go over there to cover the season, I'm not trying to get banned from over there. So, like, ban Justin. Don't ban me. Listen, if they ban me from Florida, that is a that is a pride I will take. <laughs> That's one less. I've driven through Florida. I don't need to go back. <laughs> uh, Adam Silver admitted there would be a significant impact for the league financially if there's no season and then no fans attending games in 2020, 2021. We already discussed that. Of course, the salary cap takes a huge hit. The other thing that is to note from this, and it's one of two things. Number one, a three to six week ramp up period is expected. Should the NBA be able to resume the season? And the NBA does prefer to have a full four round seven game per series postseason. Now, the three to six week ramp up period, call it what it is, a training camp and a preseason. Correct. That's all it is. It's literally just... September all over again. And then all of a sudden the, it was green day who's saying when will September end or right. Wake me up when September ends that, that too. See, That's I'm the old. song of every emo kid in middle school 
trying to get out of the friend zone, but can't <laughs> listen to that song. God, what a banger. Anyways, um, now part number two, which is the most important issue when it comes to the resumption of this current NBA season. What happens if a player tests positive again? And right now, the NBA has no answer. And to be honest, I can't fault them for not having an answer. It's a very tough thing to have an answer for because as we've seen, everything is very fluid. And day by day, different things mean different things. And by tomorrow, who knows if the NBA would have an answer. Everything is so fluid and you know, I almost look at it like clay. You can kind of mold it into whatever you want it to be. And right now the NBA doesn't have an answer and hasn't, you know, molded into how they see fit and they're not alone and that's fine. And I honestly think that the NBA is doing the right thing by just waiting and seeing because if the vaccine does happen or if more rampant testing does start up, then at least it gives them an end to getting the season back underway but until they have an answer for what happens if a player tests positive again, you cannot start the season. I mean, it was interesting to see the UFC have someone test positive and just be like, the show goes on. One of the wildest things I've ever... No, not one of. The wildest thing I've ever seen in the history of sports. A person arrived to an arena on Wednesday informed the Ultimate Fighting Championship that they had a family member who was a presumptive positive told the UFC that Wednesday was able to hang around for 48 hours, did a weigh in on Friday. His test came back as positive. They shipped him out of town, which means for 48 hours, he was able to be in a hotel around other people. This is one of the most unconscionable things I've ever seen in the history of sports. Well, you know, it's funny because if, if it happened in the NBA, if it was a Kawhi, then that just changes everything. But if it was someone who is, you know, third string, I could see them just playing through it as well. And that's what I find kind of wrong. Because you're basically then at that point saying certain players matter more than others. And I'm not sure that's a line the NBA wants to draw, even though we know it's true. Kawhi Leonard, by definition, and his play on the court and how much he's mattered to the Los Angeles Clippers is more important than, than say, Terrence Mann or Fiondu Cabangeli. He's more important, but then you're mitigating and, and, and decreasing how much those players hold value, and I'm not sure that's a line the NBA wants to draw in the sand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say the phrase, but it's basically one of those it is what it is type things, you know? Look, it's hard to disagree with you. It really is because in the NBA in 2020, even dating back, you know, a couple years based on, you know, uh, player agency and all this stuff, certain players hold more clout and weight than others. That's just the nature certain, of the world. Certain guys can trade three 20-something-year-old guys to a team in New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, that's just the nature of the business at this point. And certain players matter more. It's the nature of the business, as I said. But it's a very dangerous line to draw when one guy's more important than the other, especially his health and well-being and importance to a team. And that begs the biggest question of all. What happens, and we'll use this as the hypothetical, what happens for the Los Angeles Clippers if Kawhi Leonard tests positive for COVID-19 
And the NBA then has to make the decision. Kawhi Leonard can't play for two weeks or we have to, and, or we have to quarantine the entire team in the middle of a postseason run. That is the biggest nightmare scenario for the NBA. But what do you think is crazier that happening or Dennis Rodman saying, I'm just going to go to Vegas and I'm going to join the NWO in the middle of a playoff run. You know, Carl Malone's probably still pissed. He never beat Dennis Rodman. (laughs) Honestly, when you put it out loud, Dennis Rodman joining the NWO in the middle of a playoff run is probably crazier. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you would be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Las Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live, daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and yes, even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. All open, 24 hours a day, and all online. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. That is BLUEWIRE, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E, BLUEWIRE, Bet Online your online wagering solution. Guys, looking to last longer and go a few extra rounds? Get to BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. They've got the same active ingredients that are in Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. And since they're chewable, they work faster. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line. Blue Chew's online physician is free of cost, and once approved, you order ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. Here's a great deal for you guys. Visit bluechew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code BLUEWIRE. You just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-CHEW.com, promo code BLUEWIRE, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E. So this past week, Doc Rivers was on the Hoops Adjacent podcast. David Aldridge was on it. It's, it's, uh, it's, a, ho- it's a podcast that he co-hosts. In the podcast, Doc Rivers gave a lot of interesting tidbits and information among them were, you know, just the Zoom conference meetings that the Clippers have had, you know, what's going to happen if the season opens back up. One of the most poignant quotes that Doc Rivers gave as it pertains to the NBA restarting is, I'm worried because you should be. And if Doc Rivers is worried, I think a lot of people should be worried. But one of the most interesting parts about this was he mentions assistant coach Armand Hill who's 67 years old and saying that because of everything going on, it might mean that Armand Hill is not allowed to be around the team. And it's one of the tidbits from that podcast. And and, and it was so illuminating to me because it shows how many people are affected beyond just the players. Yeah. I mean, you kind of forget how old doc rivers is too. So like, I can understand why he would be scared. Like the entire, I think it's one thing. It's one thing everybody keeps talking about the players, 
But the thing that everyone is really forgetting to talk about is the coaches and the training and the coaching staff. Cause like, that's where there's a lot of older people who are like, well, what about pop? You know, yeah, like pop 71. And, and if the Spurs were like the two seed, that would change a lot of like how it used to be back in the day. That would change a lot of things. So it's just like there, that's the aspect I think that matters more to be honest. I think we forget their people. You know what I mean? Like you always look at them like, Oh, assistant coach or a coach. Or, you know, superstar, you, you kind of get it in your mind that they're their job title and not the person. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't know. That's, that's, that's way more tougher to me to then, but granted there's players like JaVale who have asthma, you know, that you'd have to worry about too. Yes. That's the thing. There are people with underlying health issues, uh, Ken Rosenthal on The Athletic had an article, I believe, yesterday. It was about the uh, some of the players in baseball who had underlying health issues that could, you know, make them more susceptible to uh, uh, worse results of the, of the COVID-19. Among them were three players who have type 1 diabetes. And that's a thing that you also have to look at. Like, there are players in the NBA who do have health risks. You know, you, know you could have a guy who doesn't have a spleen anymore. You know, a guy who's type one diet, like Adam Morrison was type one diabetic or is type one diabetic. Obviously yeah, would, not in the NBA. Anymore, but. You would never know. Cause I mean, like even a guy like JaVale who has asthma and the, to liken it back to wrestling again, like Batista has asthma. You would never know Batista, this big hulking guy has an underlying medical condition either. Like they try to not let you know because they don't, they want to seem tough. You know, De- DeAndre Jordan had asthma. He had sports asthma. Because yeah. remember, every time they played in Denver, it was a big topic of conversation. Speaking of Denver, there's a it's funny. I, I remember this this story of one of our players saying they can't wait to get to Denver, and they couldn't wait, and they were ready to go and bust some ass. That's not the term they use. But then the moment that they got there, I was told they had to be taken out immediately <laughs> because they got too tired. It's it's a real thing. Like I've been in high altitude. You know, it's even walking for a little bit of time that it's very taxing. You know what fixes that? Go, go ahead. I'm afraid to ask. Go ahead. Cinnabon. <sighs> Shout out Cinnabon. I hope you're listening. I know you they're follow not, me on Twitter. They're hope not paying hear. us right now. What are you doing? Yeah, I don't care, man. I want free food. <laughs> Lazy. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, Doc Rivers was on the Hoops Adjacent podcast. He also mentioned, you know, they have these uh, Zoom conference calls. They have a celebrity Zoom each week. It sounds Dude, funny to say celebrity that's what Zoom. That's I'm very curious about because the Lakers do their celebrity conferences where they've had some heavy hitters. Like they had The Rock and they had Dave Chappelle. And I'm like, all right, like that's kind of wild. So I'm kind of curious who the Clippers have in these celebrity Zoom conferences. It's Steve Ballmer every time. I mean, dude, it's like the top 10 richest guy in the world. Like, who the hell else would you need? Um, it's really interesting to hear, according in the podcast, Doc Rivers says, quote, I really think Kawhi has done a great job. He's been reaching out. That's now he also mentions Paul George. Paul George has done a great job of reaching out to other players just to remind them to keep working. It tells you these guys want to be leaders and are leaders. And they're also now, not considering the season over either if they're still reaching out. Right. They are taking everything in stride. 
They are trying to make the best of it. Now, here's the funny part, right? We don't hear anything about Kawhi during this. The only information we have that Kawhi Leonard's even alive right now is Doc Rivers saying Kawhi's done a great job of reaching out. Yeah. It's literally the only <laughs> it's literally the only reason we know Kawhi Leonard's even alive. Kawhi is low-key filming Space Jam 3 right now. That's what he's doing. Do you think he plugs himself in every night? I just think he's a troll. I think he's just trolling. He just downloads the latest update and gets going the next day. Um, They delivered bikes, treadmills, weights for every player a week into the shutdown. They have weekly online workout sessions. You know, the team, now obviously their motto during the shutdown has been, quote, win the weight. That's their thing right now, win the weight. It's a tough thing though, because of how much we're now, we're now two months into no basketball. Like let's, let's look at that objectively. We've gone 60 days of no on-court action. I don't care the amount of shape you've been in and trying to stay in not having on-court action competitively can make you out of shape. You know, it's it's weird because everybody keeps talking about the asterisks and how there'd be an asterisk on the season. But then I reminded I, I get reminded of what Lou Williams said, where he said, "Yeah, but if we win it, I don't care." So I'm like, "All right, it's fair." Yeah, he's not wrong. I mean, speaking of winning it, though, they're gonna have to go through the Lakers most likely in the Western Conference playoffs. Doc Rivers talked about it to some degree. He said, I look at it, they're in our way. I don't look at it as the Battle of LA because we don't get a trophy if we beat the Lakers. We need to go through the Lakers to get to the trophy, to have a chance to play for the trophy. That's what it is for me. They're in our way. For us to get where we want to get to, we have to go through them and probably the same way for them, they have to go through us. Well, He is not wrong. Doc has always downplayed rivalries though, which is interesting because, you know, I remember against the Warriors, like the Clippers hated the Warriors like the players hated the Warriors Doc would jab them Doc no, would jab would, them a little bit with like the like the, you know the luck and stuff yeah yeah he would say, say like we're one team that's young and they're one team that's young and we're just two young teams you know trying to get to the championship but in real life like those players didn't share chapel with each other they hated each other they tried to fight each other at the end of game seven, right after the game ended. Jermaine O'Neal tried to fight somebody, which is the funniest story ever that I can't reveal. But, like, they hate each other. Hold on. How are you going to say you can't reveal it, but then you kind of just revealed it? I didn't say who he tried to fight. I didn't reveal the whole story. I just Can you give us a position player? Like, not, not the name, but can you tell us the position the player played that he tried to fight? No, I can't reveal nothing because they didn't reveal nothing. So I just got to keep it under wraps. That sucks. <laughs> but like I said, they hated each other before, they did. before they did. the playoffs they, and after the playoffs. They would not go to church together. Yeah. That was uh, one of the Clipper players' ideas. I feel like that's a Chris idea. No. It actually, you know, it's funny. I'll just throw it out there. It is actually Willie Green's idea. And oh, I love him more. And, and then he's the one that joined the team's coaching staff anyway. That's hilarious. Yeah. Willie's a legend. Uh, by the way, real quick, shout out to Willie Green. He didn't do much as a Clipper, but man, 
I enjoyed watching him play just because he was the ultimate uh, like hustler guy. Like he, he, he knew what his job was and he did it. You know what I mean? I just remember yelling free Willie every time he shot a three. I think I did the same thing. Free Willie. Yes. No, I said free Willie. Oh, but... you said free Willie. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> three Willie is so much better. You need to eat some Cinnabon because you got a lot of hate in your heart right now. And Cinnabon really fixes that. See, this is what happens when I start recording a podcast after I've like four Bud Light seltzers into the night. I'm not kidding. These Bud Light seltzers, the mango ones are really good. <laughs> Anyways, we're going live. <laughs> that's that's the battle I'm having. Right, the Lakers live. are going to have another battle if the playoffs ever reason. Look, I mean, that series can go any which way. I'm not in- interested in trying to like litigate how it could go. Remember but he's not wrong. Clippers in five. Okay. He's not wrong. I mean, and by he, I mean Doc Rivers. They have to go through each other, most likely. I don't see either one of these teams making the finals without having to play the other one. Unless Denver somehow does something. You know, like, Den- the only way, yeah. here's the thing. If they don't go through each other, that means the other one of the two had a colossally disappointing postseason. Like, that's what that means. Because it's not a big deal, in my opinion. If one of those two teams loses to each other, it's a big deal if they lose before each other. I agree with you. If the Clippers lose to the Lakers or if the Lakers lose to the Clippers in a series, I don't care if it's a sweep. It doesn't matter either way. I don't view that as a failure, especially because it's a Western Conference Finals. Those series are tough. You have two rounds of fatigue, injuries, et cetera, building up. It doesn't matter. Like, Like those are tough. I get it. But if they were not to play... It's a colossal failure on the team or teams because you never know. They both could lose in the one of the first two rounds. It's a colossal failure for them to not meet because of how much the season has been hyped as this potential battle between these two Western Conference juggernauts, superstar-laden teams, or at least duos. And if we don't get that battle in the postseason, I feel like a lot of what this season has been building to was all for naught. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't say, I can't say I disagree at all. Because you know what that means? That means we're seeing uh, like Utah or Oklahoma city or Houston or Denver in the Western conference finals. And I don't want that. I really don't because that's boring. <laughs> There's no storyline with any of those teams. I would want to walk against the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, you've been, you been firing some shots today. Like, I don't want to see Denver. I don't need to go to Florida. <laughs> Let's be real. No, hold on. Hold on. Let's be realistic for a second. Do you give a crap about Nikola Jokic against Anthony Davis and LeBron James? Listen, I'm not trying to get banned from multiple states right now. I'm not Bud Seltzer's in like you. It's only, I'm... it's only high altitude. Who cares? You know, like, like, think about it. If the Clippers make the Western Conference Finals and the Lakers aren't there, but they have to play Utah or OKC, like, yeah, the storyline against OKC would be fun. Cool. But, like, that's boring. It would be kind of like... It's anticlimactic. facing the Blazers after Blake Griffin and Chris Paul got hurt instead of facing the Clippers, and then they, I think they swept the Blazers, and it was like, okay, who cares? Yeah, it's it's anticlimactic. It's like, uh, okay, whatever. It's that kind of feeling, which sucks, but it is what it is. 
I feel like that should be the title of a lot of the stuff we say. It is what it is. You know, the biggest takeaway I also had from this uh, Doc Rivers appearance on the Hoops of Jason podcast was he talks about mental health for the players and how the Clippers are trying to stay on top of the of players' mental health. And he brought, brought up something interesting I did not think about until he mentions, which is they have a player, Doc Rivers, here's the direct Doc Rivers quote, quote, we have one player that's still in a hotel room because he was traded. Now, the only player the Clippers traded for was Marcus Morris Sr. That means Marcus Morris Sr. is in a hotel room by himself, most likely. Now, granted, Markeith Morris, his twin brother, is with the Los Angeles Lakers, so there's a chance they're in the same hotel room together. I don't know if that's the actual case, but it sounds like Marcus Morris Sr. is by himself. And as someone who spent 10 weeks in a hotel room while his house got renovated, it sucks. Now, here's the, here's the caveat. I was able to go outside and do things during those 10 weeks. Marcus Morris Sr. really isn't. This has to be one of the worst situations I could ever imagine. Now, with that, you know, with that, I got really curious about. It was just, first I thought of like, so what's he doing in a hotel room by himself for two months? And then I thought like, what is each Clipper player doing in a hotel room by themselves for a month? So I want to run down through the starting lineup. So the first being Patrick Beverly and what you think he would be doing. And personally, I think he'd just be figuring out ways to work out and talk shit at the same time. Or my bad, work out and talk trash at the same time. You can say shit. We're allowed to say shit. I don't think we are. It's against the I'm TV saying rule. it. <laughs> anyway, I think he'd just be working out and talking trash at the same time. If anything, he'd probably be like looking in the mirror and talking trash to himself to hype himself up each day. Do you want to know what I think he would be doing? Or FaceTiming people like prank calls to hype himself up and talk trash. I think Patrick Beverly, if left to his own devices in a hotel room, would work out by punching walls repeatedly to harden himself for his prison sentence that he's enduring. <laughs> he would... Now, okay, do you remember the movie Kill Bill? Yeah, I just watched it today. Okay, do you remember when she's in the coffin? And she's yeah, like, the one-inch she, punch. Yeah, the one-inch punch. That would be Patrick Beverly against the walls in a hotel room for four months. Now, what about Paul George? You know, he just went fishing today. Huh. You can't I'm fish in a hotel room. playing video games the whole time. On those crappy hotel connections, though? He'd figure out a way. He's got he's got the hookups with Twitch. Oh and yeah, everything. you can buy like Wi-Fi from them, huh? Yeah, he he. I think PG would just be playing video games the whole time. You know, so here's the thing: when I was in the hotel room, like I, uh, thankfully the TVs that we were in that we had, um, we were in a hotel that was basically like a, like a mini apartment kind of thing. Like it had its own little kitchen, like a mini kitchen. Uh, the TVs were smart TVs, so at least you were able to get like Hulu and stuff like that. I can't, I can't imagine a hotel room TV just not having anything like that. So for Paul George, if it doesn't have anything like that, he's 100% playing video games. And, until yeah, he his doesn't PS4, even have to be playing online. He can just be playing video games. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be playing the crap out of Spider-Man, I'll tell you that much. It's a good game. It's a great game. Oh, man, we're, out, we're, we're some Podico today, baby. What about Kawhi? Sleeping. I feel like... He's sleeping. <laughs> He'd be sleeping with his eyes open. So you couldn't tell if he's actually asleep. There's a high chance he'd just be staring 
and playing basketball in his own head and you just didn't know what was happening. Do you so you know the meme of the horse in the window of like a hotel window just staring outside? No. There's a you should look at it. There's a meme of like this horse in a hotel room just staring out the window down like down like three stories at people. That would be Kawhi Leonard. He would just do that for eight hours, then go to sleep. Wake up, stand at the window, stare outside for eight hours, go back to sleep. That would be the Kawhi Leonard day. And I think the the wild cards, like what what would Marcus Morris be doing? <sighs> Trying to light the mattress on fire. <laughs> I you know like... I I need to know if he's done that in real life. I mean, I, the thing is, like, I don't really know him as well as everyone else. And the only thing I've, I know of him is seeing what he's done on the court where he's trying to start fights all the time. So part of me thinks he's, uh, oh. he's just starting to fight with himself in the mirror. No, I got it. You ready? Yes. He would call every other number to a hotel room in that same hotel and just cuss them out to see if they'd actually leave the room to fight him. <laughs> The, the last one would be Zoo. Is he just watching Star Wars reruns? That's what Zoo would be doing, right? Or puzzles, yeah. Star Wars puzzles. Puzzles? He did a 2,000-piece puzzle. Of what? What was the puzzle of? Star Wars. Oh, my God. It was. I think it was like a whole... It was a whole, like, fight with, like, TIE Fighters and ATTs. It was, like... He had a whole thing. He seems so wholesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I got nothing but positive things to say about Zoo. What would Montrose Harrell be doing right now in a hotel room by himself? He'd be figuring out ways to create his own shoes. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up. Because I think he would just have an entire... Like, the bathtub would be filled of shoes. And every day he would just stand over them and just stare at them. And then, like... Over the over the course of a day, he would just change his shoes twice and then go to sleep. He would and just stare. Sh- yeah. Oh yeah, and work out. Yeah. So easy. Lou Lou would just be dribbling a ball all day. <laughs> Lou would be doing some things that I can't that are PG rated that I I can't say. We we cannot div- divulge these trade secrets right now. <laughs> Another weird thing that Doc talked about real quick. Now, I don't know why I said weird. Another thing Doc talked about in here is, quote, we have three or four rookies who are living in an apartment by themselves. Two of them, unfortunately for them, just broke up with their girlfriends before the pandemic. You know, they you know, they're for sure kind of getting crap in the group chat about how they got no girl now. Right. Well, did you did you see what Doc said? He goes, my guess, my guess is that Tinder and all those other apps, they're on every day. But as I tell them, quote, that's all talk, brother. That's all talk. <laughs> Such a dad thing to say. Uh, he's more of a dad. That, never mind. Okay. We are done for today. <laughs> Farvad, I, I just want the season back. But... I want the season back as long as it's safe. You know, if we don't get the season back, the, the next best thing we can hope for is free Cinnabon to my house. So you know where to find me. And more Bud Light Seltzers to mine. Everybody, you have a good night. Social distance. Wear your mask as you go outside. Wash your hands. Tell people you love them. Check in on your friends and family. Make sure they're doing okay. And as always, 
Go Clippers! If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. RCA's local inpatient and outpatient programs are founded on science and delivered with heart from an expert caring team who will inspire and guide you every step of the way. Go to rcahelp.com slash podcast for more information on how to get treatment. At RCA, you'll be in a community that builds connections and fosters support from peers and RCA's team of medical professionals. At RCA's state-of-the-art campuses, they tailor your treatment to you and also offer specialized programs for patients with history of trauma or relapse, for young adults, for adults 50-plus, for the LGBTQ plus community, a confidential program for first responders and service members, and a faith-based program. Recovery Centers of America accepts patients 24-7 and is in network with most insurance providers. Don't wait. Go to rcahelp.com slash podcast for help. rcahelp.com slash podcast.